1: Mostly the media completely out of control, revealing itself. It's not even the fake news, it's the Democrat media. That's what it is. It's the Democrat media. Uh, The media carry the ideological ball for the Democrats. It's the media that's pressing for subpoenas and impeachment and indictments of the president and people surrounding the president. And now we have a constitutional crisis, ladies and gentlemen. No, we don't. Oh, we don't have a constitutional crisis? No. Former Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions was asked to resign. And he resigned. And he's being replaced by his chief of staff temporarily, an acting attorney general by the name of Whitaker. And now they're trying to smear Whitaker. And isn't it amazing how the media and the Democrats on the left now run to the defense of Jeff Sessions? A man they once called a racist. A man they once accused of befriending white supremacists. A man who they once blocked from becoming a circuit court judge, who then ran for the United States Senate and won. A man who they didn't think was ethical enough to oversee the Russia investigation. Now, just like Comey, who they despised and hated, Jeff Sessions is their hero. No, Jeff Sessions is not their hero. They like the fact that the Attorney General of the United States had recused himself and was not overseeing the Russia investigation, which is exactly why the same Democrats are demanding that the Acting Attorney General do exactly the same thing. But why? Well, it's like the Saturday Night Massacre. Now, some of you may not be old enough to know what the Saturday Night Massacre was. It was Richard Nixon ordering his Attorney General to fire, to fire the special counsel, Archibald Cox. He wouldn't. He resigned. Then Richard Nixon ordered the Deputy Attorney General to fire the special counsel, Archibald Cox, He would not. He resigned. The next in line, the solicitor of the United States, Robert Bork, the President of the United States, directed him to fire Archibald Cox, and he did. The President of the United States hasn't directed anyone to fire anybody. The Mueller investigation goes on, aimlessly, interminably, there's no evidence whatsoever. So now they've lowered the bar. Even the su- senior judicial analyst has lowered the bar. It's not a matter of firing the special counsel, you see. It's obstruction of justice, the mere fact that we would have a new attorney general, an acting attorney general who might, who might be the actual boss of Robert Mueller, you see. That in and of itself could be obstruction of justice. That is a damnable lie. And I'm watching my favorite cable channel at 2 to 3 o'clock and it goes on and on and on and on. A damnable lie. Nobody's ordered Mueller to do anything. Nobody's ordered Mueller to do anything. But I would tell members of the Supreme Court who might be listening to this program that this should inform you if a challenge to Mr. Mueller's appointment reaches your court because listen to what's being said that the special counsel must be independent he must be independent of any attorney general well then his name should have been submitted to the United States Senate for confirmation or not and it wasn't oh no no he's merely an inferior employee I am tired of this fan dance where Mr. Mueller is viewed as superior to any other U.S. attorney, any assistant attorney general, above and beyond a special constitutional power, a special constitutional office. But then when you say, well, then everything he's done is unconstitutional since he wasn't confirmed by the Senate, then they say, well, wait a minute. He's nothing but an inferior employee. He reports to this one. He can't do anything without permission. Cite Chuck Schumer's language and what he says. But the president hasn't ordered Mr. Mueller to be fired. In fact, he has carefully avoided such a thing. And the new acting attorney general is not required to recuse himself from anything unless he has an actual conflict of interest. Well, he gave his an opinion. He gave his opinion on the Mueller investigation, and he didn't much like it. That's not what a conflict of interest means. Conflict of interest means perhaps a financial issue or something of that sort. Otherwise, what would you call Eric Holder but an Obama political hack? What would you call Loretta Lynch but an Obama political hack? They never recuse themselves from anything. Ever. I am tired of the phony legal analysts on cable TV. I'm sick of them. I don't care what damn court they served on. I don't care what damn law school they taught. They have no idea what they're talking about. I'm the one who had to deal with three different independent counsel. I'm the one who had a client to deal with Lawrence Walsh, an independent counsel. This isn't the Saturday Night Massacre. This isn't a constitutional crisis. This is perfectly legitimate and perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong whatsoever. But I want you to listen to Chuck Schumer and David Heilman, Heilman of MSNBC and John Brennan of MSNBC and David Gregory of CNN and Representative Ted Liu and Senator Mazie Hirono. All objective people, of course. All thoughtful, serious people. Tell me, by the way, if you can tell the difference between the MSNBC commentators and the Liberal Democrats. The answer is no, of course. But listen to this idiocy. Cut 17, go. It would create a constitutional crisis. Again, to be absolutely clear, there's no ambiguity.
2: We are hurtling towards the constitutional crisis we've all been worried about for the last two years. When we indeed may be facing a constitutional crisis very soon. I just think that, um, you know, the, the, the question of whether this has been a slow motion Saturday night massacre
3: seemed like the only reason Donald Trump fired him was to interfere with the special counsel's investigation. If that's the case, that could constitute obstruction of justice.
4: I think as long as the Mueller investigation continues that this is yet more actions by the president that goes to obstruction of justice.
1: There you have a gaggle of morons. But it doesn't matter. They would be thrilled if the mob broke into the White House compound forced their way into the Oval Office, dragged the President out and strung him up by his feet on the closest telephone pole. They would be thrilled while waving around the Constitution. More Chuck Schumer at a press conference today. Cut 14, go. Well, I'd say this. I've
5: just heard the news, but I'd say this. Protecting
1: Mueller and his investigation Is paramount. It would create a constitutional crisis if
5: this were a prelude to ending or greatly limiting.
1: By the way, the the word is prelude, but that's okay. Go ahead. Investigation. And I hope President Trump and those he listens to will refrain from that. Actually, you don't. Cut 15, go.
6: I find the timing very suspect, number one.
1: Yes, the timing's very suspect. After a midterm election, presidents never, never change cabinet officials, never, ever. I can't think of one time. Can you, ladies and gentlemen? Actually, I can think of dozens of times. But this is suspicious, you see. It's suspicious. This president has done nothing to interfere with the Russia investigation. Even though he has the constitutional power, he's done nothing. He hasn't withheld any funds from the FBI. He hasn't interfered with the funding of the Mueller investigators and investigation. He hasn't done a thing. Nothing. Wouldn't it have been grand if he had his, his Eric Holder type as Attorney General of the United States? Do you think Schumer would be demanding Recusal then, or is Loretta Lynch as Attorney General of the United States? Do you think they'd be demanding recusal then? Of course not. From day one. From day one, they've launched this phony investigation. And then there's John Dean. They drag out John Dean. This is the hilarity of the new media. John Dean, a disgraced, disbarred liar. Right, Johnny, from the Nixon administration, the White House Counsel from the Nixon administration. He teaches ethics courses, don't you know? And he's a favorite on CNN. CNN loves this guy, of course they do. He's almost as good as Jeffrey Tubin, who has his own issues, doesn't don't you, Jeff? So they drag out of all people John Dean. Go.
0: Well, unlike the Saturday Night Massacre, where Nixon relieved the Special Prosecutor Cox, that was that was sort of a culmination of of disregard for the president's directions to not go after his tapes. Uh, here, I think this this seems to be planned like a murder <laughs> given, I say that given the fact that the president was asked the question in the press conference this morning, uh, he brushed it off uh, said we'll deal with it later and he's clearly been thinking about it and later meant he's going, not going, necessarily going to fire Mueller he's going to undercut him by the people around anybody him. Anybody
1: have any idea what this rambling buffoon is saying what this bumbling mumbling buffoon has to say anybody? of course not I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I will be on Hannity tonight at earlier than normal at, I believe, it's 925 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, That makes it six twenty. 5 p.m. Pacific time and all times relevant times all over the place. This election last night. Wolf Blitzer was barking out his wolfisms uh and he was going on and on about how this was a historic victory for the Democrats in the house. How so? How so? What well, what's the historic victory? You know being one of the activists in the Tea Party, in 2010, when we won 63, 63 House seats and six Senate seats, do any of you remember the, the praise, the slobbering praise from the media for the Tea Party? And how it was a revolutionary vote, a historic vote? I don't remember that. I remember dripping utter contempt The Democrats won about 35 House seats. They needed 23. They'll have a plurality above the Republicans of about 12 members. 12. 12. Back in uh, 1994, during the Gingrich Revolution, the Republicans won 54 House seats and 8 Senate seats. Now, we got clobbered in 2006. We lost the House and we lost the Senate, thanks to the architect, Carl Rove, who's all over TV spewing his expertise. He got the Wisconsin race wrong. He was uh, dumbing down and downplaying the DeSantis victory because he's a conservative, doing the same thing with the Ted Cruz victory. You know, he's 10, 12 points behind where the governor is in Texas. Right, Carl? because Ted had $80 million spent against him. Governor Abbott, of whom I am a great fan, did not. I don't know. I don't know why he's out there. There he is, landslide, Carl. Or I believe uh, in two thousand, uh, uh, President Bush won uh, with about three hundred votes in Florida. But that's a whole other story. The blue wave. What blue wave? You know what it was. It was a blue tinkle. Tinkle, tinkle, little star. It was a blue tinkle. Because they did, in fact, win the House. And they lost ground in the United States Senate. It was a blue tinkle. And they've been tinkling all day long. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We had this unprecedented, historic, to use Wolf Blitzer's word, press conference today where the malignant media... The Democrat media was in full outcry because yet again, Trump beat them. One prediction is that the House would go 60, 60 more members of the Democrats in the House. Didn't happen. They might even take the Senate. Well, that certainly didn't happen. So they're furious again. They're furious. They were furious in 2016, now they're furious again in 2018. Did you notice it at the press conference today? Oh yeah! The knives were out! The horde was ready! And they launched. president was in effect called a racist. After the press conference by Jake Tapper, Democrat, a gangster... He was asked, what are you going to do, Mr. President, people around you are indicted? Oh, that was a fascinating question. And they're your tax returns, Mr. President. Will you give up your tax returns, Mr. President? They sounded like a score of press secretaries for Nancy Pelosi carrying their water. The question is, who's carrying whose water? The Democrats carrying the water for the media or the media carrying the water for the Democrats? The media are so excited about spiking ratings. They want impeachment hearings. They want subpoena hearings. They want indictments from Mueller. They want a Saturday night massacre. This is what they want. This is who they are. They live in a bubble. They are furious. What happened in yesterday's results? They wanted a slam dunk in the House. They wanted wanted the Democrats to take the Senate. No more Constitutionalists on the Supreme Court. And they lost. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouselevin.com, BrickHouselevin.com, offer code Levin.
7: The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now, 877 381 3811.
1: Why are the media so angry? I thought the Democrats had a historic night last night. Why are they so angry? And they're pushing so hard for the House Democrats. Led by fake tapper. That'll be his name for now on. Not Jake, fake tapper. Led by fake tapper to investigate Trump. Now we've got balance here. Now we've got balance, says the former spokesman for Congresswoman Mesvinsky, a Democrat out of Philadelphia, one term or leftist. And the former spokesman. As he was of handgun controlling, now he's a journalist. Well, how did that happen? Take some kind of test? Did he get a a certificate out of a Cheerios box? Oh, fake tapper's now a journalist. Oh, well then, journalists like Don Lemon—he's a journalist too, you know. Nobody can throw around the race word like Don Lemon. Uh, we have any other journal? Oh, a whole bunch of them over there at CNN, the Constipated News Network. You gotta love Jim Acosta, don't you? That Jim Acosta. You gotta love that Jim Acosta, don't you? What a loser. The guy is literally disrupting a presidential press conference. He's part of the resistance. The resistance. The resistance that could only get 35 house seats last night unlike the tea party they got 64 whoa or was it 63 who's counting you know the good the true the beautiful how can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals it starts with the right kind of education and that's tough to find out these days But I know one college that provides a comprehensive education of the very best kind, an education in the philosophical, political, theological, scientific, and literary heritage of the West Hillsdale College. Every student, regardless of their major, spends half their time on the same liberal arts core curriculum studying science, theology, history, mathematics, philosophy, literature, and the Constitution. And they are busy and they learn it. At Hillsdale, all students learn about great Western and American heritage. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, making a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with a core curriculum that develops moral and intellectual value, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. This is the Hillsdale core curriculum. This is learning for the long run. Discover what education is meant to be. Levin for com. that's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com Levin for Hillsdale.com Well Jim Acosta is a uh, liberal democrat I don't care what he's registered as that doesn't matter, it's obvious what he is he's a liberal democrat plant in the democrat media and uh, Jim Acosta is confused, it's not the Jim Acosta press conference, it's the President's press conference. If Jim Acosta wants to have a press conference, I guess he should run for president. But he is. He's like the punk in the classroom who keeps disrupting the teacher. But he's challenging, you see, Trump, because he's a serious journalist. No, he's not. He argues with the president over his beliefs versus the president's beliefs. And I must say, I was very proud of the president today. He handled that mob of so-called reporters beautifully. Just like a principal, where students don't behave themselves. Just like a father, where the children don't behave themselves. You can't talk about us that way in the media. When you conduct yourselves like punks then that's what you are. You would never do this to Barack Obama. Never, ever. You were furious last night when you saw those numbers come in. And by the way, I don't believe any network should be calling the entire House race by 9.30 at night. Even if they think they're right. It influences elections further out on the West Coast where people might stay home. Look at Rohrbacher. Rohrbacher lost by a few hundred votes. Just hold your fire. Keep your powder dry. But our analysts are so good. It doesn't matter. That's not the point, your analysts. This is about an American election. And people are still voting. You know, I get information in here, and I can be the first out of the block many, many times with information. But I wait. The issue isn't being the first out of the block. The issue is doing what's right. Anyway. Should we have some fun? Should we listen to the President of the United States slap around Jim Acosta as he had to be? As he had to be, or it would be the Jim Acosta press conference. Let's take a try at it, shall we? Cut two, go.
2: Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I challenge you on, on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign, uh, in, in the midterms. Here, here we go. That, well, if let's you don't go, mind, Mr. Go. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the Now border. let's
1: stop right here. What is the point of this question? is it to elicit useful information for the american people is to is it to determine the policy that the president's putting in place you understand what i mean that is the role of a of a journalist but he wants to dispute the use of this word which they've been doing over at cnn for some time and calling the president directly or indirectly a racist so this isn't even the role of a journalist it's a role of a candidate. You want to run against somebody and say, I don't agree with your use of that word. That's but this isn't the role. We're not, we learn nothing from this. This is an attempt to try and embarrass the president. and pigeon- What did he think the president was going to say? But this is really good stuff at CNN. I think we are witnessing, ladies and gentlemen, the dumbest gaggle of journalists in American history. Truly stupid people. I really do. I really do. To be a doctor, you got to go through all kinds of education and training and sleepless nights and this and that. To be a lawyer, you got to take the bar and the CLE and you got to try this and you got to try. To be a teacher, you got to get a certificate. You got to be a firefighter, police, all kinds of standards. Tell me, what are the standards to becoming a journalist? Can you name any? There aren't any. There are none. No. Intelligence tests, no physical tests, nothing. Go
2: ahead. U.S. Thank you for telling And that why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because and, I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. Do you think that you demonized immigrants? No, no, a, no, stop,
1: stop. You say this is posed as a question from a reporter, but it's not. It's an allegation from a liberal democrat that's all it is go ahead
5: i want them i want them to come into the country but they have to come in legally you know they have to come in Jim, through a process i want Now to this pro-
1: used to be the position of both parties 10 15 years ago that is you secure the border people cannot come here illegally if they do they to be deported Uh, We want immigrants. Immigrants come through the front door through a process so we can vet them, so we can determine, you know, who's coming and who's going and so forth. Seems very rational. Was the position of both parties. Now it's not. The position of the Democrat Party is anarchy on the border. And that's the position of the media. As you can see, they really never disagree because it's the Democrat media. Go ahead. And I want
5: people to come in, and we need the people. Your no, campaign, wait, your campaign. Can't wait. You know why we need the people, do Because we have hundreds of companies. Why doesn't moving.
1: he even shut the hell up and let the president finish answering? Because he's got more allegations he wants to make. That's why. Now, and by the way, before we go on, now the gentleman who the president has chosen as the acting attorney general is being trashed on all cable networks. And I mean all cable networks. Being trashed on all cable networks. Go ahead. Need the people. Your campaign
2: had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and so on. No, no, no,
1: you can't show that. you got to show migrants as rocket scientists. Migrants doing heart surgery. Or migrants doing jobs Americans won't do. You know, that's what you have to do. Climbing walls, breaking down fences. You're not allowed to show that, even though that's what took place. Join the migrant parade, as I said. Call it a parade. The parade that's been going on. Go ahead. not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors.
5: Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? Oh, they weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. <laughs> these, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few
2: days ago. And uh, they're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of you know miles what? away. So that, stop.
1: That, that. What does that have to do with anything? they've announced themselves they've said what they intend to do the groups that are behind them have said why they're doing it this isn't 300 years ago we have enough technology to know that they're coming they've said what they intend to do so whether they're 900 miles away or 9 feet away would Mr. Acosta be be satisfied if the president said coming invaders is that, is that what he prefers no it's a caravan. Oh, that sounds good. Like a caravan of undocumented future citizens. Oh, yes. Prepared to do jobs Americans won't do? Well, thank God for them. Who are they? I don't know. Where are they from? I don't know. Any criminals? I don't know. Any terrorists? I don't know. But it's a caravan. Oh, okay. Next time you're stopped by a police officer on the street, you know, you're in traffic and maybe you have a minor automobile violation of some kind, just say, hey, I'm in a caravan. I'm in a caravan and I'm and I'm eight miles from my house. I'm in a caravan and I'm eight miles from my house, officer. Oh, okay, go right ahead. Anyway, go ahead. Asian.
5: Honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN, either. and if you did it well,
2: your ratings would well, be ask, much better. Let me ask you. If I may okay, ask one other question, <laughs> Mr. President, if I, if I may now see ask... right
1: there, Acosta wants to take it over. No president would put up with this, but CNN claims no responsibility for this man's conduct. No accountability for this man's conduct. They keep sending him back in there. CNN, CNN is a corporation. It is a subsidiary of Time Warner. And they're sending this man into these press conferences to disrupt this press conference, which really obstructs the American people from learning more information about what the president's doing or what he plans to do. This doesn't help the republic. This isn't freedom of the press. This is a a street disruptor dressed up in a suit. Go ahead. Worried that's enough. That's Mr.
2: enough. Mr. President, I, that's I was enough. going to ask one of the, the other folks. That that's happened. enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. President. Me now, the,
1: the young lady on the White House staff is trying to take the microphone and give it to the next person, and Jim Acosta comes very close to assaulting her. Doesn't actually assault her, but very close. Kind of shoving her away, bullying her. And isn't it interesting that nobody in big media... Nobody in big media is concerned about it. That's okay. Now, if anybody else did that to a, to a young lady, they would be rightly called up. But not Jim Acosta, because he's a good liberal Democrat. Go ahead. So one of the
2: if go. I may ask, on, on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that, that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you. Now, stop.
1: Russia investigation, are you concerned that you may have indictments? Is that news? That's a concoction. There's no news about indictments right now. What kind of question is that? Are you concerned, a Russian, about indictments? Is that in the news today? Did it actually happen? No. So what is he doing? He's creating news. He's creating controversy. He's creating drama. That's the only way Democrat CNN can jack up its ratings. I'm telling you the truth. Go ahead investigation because
2: it's a hoax are you that's enough put down the mic mr president are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation mr
1: president, mr. president. and by the way now the rest of the mob the uh, democrat media mob now they're getting upset hey what about my turn here's the secret by the way a lot of the other reporters cannot stand jim acosta they can't stand him because they know he's the jerk in the classroom you know Teacher, 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 jumping up and down. I'll be right back. Much love Listen to this the IRS hired a small army of private collectors. Now, if your heart just skipped a beat, chances are you owe the IRS. Because hearing the most powerful collection agency just got more powerful is scary. And if you do owe the IRS, do what listeners Penny and Kenneth did and call Optima Tax Relief. They owed a lot of money, and they were living in fear of losing their savings, their retirement, and their business, everything. Optima stopped the aggressive collection actions and stopped the small army of tax collectors from targeting them. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are honest, hardworking Americans with families, homes, savings, and paychecks, That need protection. Now, the experts in the Fresh Start initiative, a special IRS program that could save you thousands, even tens of thousands if you qualify. That's just one way Optima has resolved over a half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. Now, call Optima Tax Relief at 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. That's 800-499-6300. Now, the president... Uh, really lashed out at uh, at Acosta, and he should have. And he should have. But I want to play for you because I'm not going to do the whole uh, release here. Is Jake Tapper on CNN today? Let's go to cut nine, Mr. Producer. Go. I've
8: never seen a president take delight in people of his own party. Losing. And the only thing I can say, compare that to is, you know, some of the works of Francis Ford Coppola or Martin Scorsese. I mean, that's how gangsters act. The idea that you're not loyal to them and therefore you deserve the punishment. There are plenty of presidents we've seen, whether Bill Clinton or George W. Bush or Barack Obama, who lose uh, elections, who lose uh, members of Congress in these wave elections, whether it's 94, or 2006, or, or uh, 2010. And and there were members of Congress who didn't want them to campaign with them because it would be bad for their reelection, And they understand that. And they don't dance on their graves. And President Trump uh, did that in addition to all the lies and falsehoods he shared in that press conference and and the denial of the fact that he had a... a Now that's enough. Jake
1: Tapper has become among the worst. Old fake Tapper. What's he so angry about? He's become enormously popular doing this stuff to Trump. He's a liar. He tells fake stories. He delights in this sort of stuff. I heard what the president said, so he says what he says. That's who he is. You know, all presidents aren't alike. Unfortunately, most media types are alike. But what's fake tapper so angry about? I thought they just had a historic victory last night. It was historic. Oh, my God, we've never seen anything like it. Except in 2010 and 1994, except in 2006, we saw a lot more. But anyway, it's historic. Is that a big lie, fake tapper? Yes, it is. And who told it? Wolf Blitzer, your boss. But why are you so angry? Why are you looking more and more like Nancy Pelosi? What's the problem? Gangster, gangster, oh my God, it's a gangster. And you know what? Those Democrats now, they're going to get you, they're going to get you, get you. Jake. Fake. I thought you were a reporter, remember? I'll be right back. 833-RING-BHN Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN promo code LEVIN He's here
0: He's here
1: is Andrea Mitchell. One of the great dunces. Andrea Mitchell, she did a softball interview with Farrakhan not that long ago. She was goading uh, one of the parishioners, or maybe it was the rabbi, at the synagogue in Pittsburgh, where 11 Jewish uh, congregants were slaughtered to attack Trump. And she was on the morning schmo show today. This is a reporter, mind you. And I want you to listen to what she had to say about Devin Nunes, who was the chairman of the Intel Committee in the House, but now will be the ranking member. Listen to this carefully. Cut, 10, go.
4: The House Intelligence Committee, which, Joe, you know so well, was always a bipartisan committee. It was never run by a clown, forgive me, like Devin Nunes going...
1: Well, that's enough. There you have the clapping seals in the MSLSD audience. She is supposed to be a reporter. Now, how much longer do we have to put up with this this lie that the media are about reporting news, or the media are objective, or the media are bipartisan? You know, I got a book that just came out. It's written by a lib by the name of Matthew Pressman. It's a very thorough book, and it's a book called On Press. On Press. I really should be on the press, but what do I know? The liberal values that shape the news. And I thought, well that's fascinating. And and I've been reading a lot of this book. And right there in the introduction, just stick with me. Because this guy knows of what he speaks. He's one of them. Right there in the introduction, liberal values, not liberal bias. Oh. Did he get that from a fortune cookie? Liberal values, not liberal bias. Is that what you see, ladies in general? Uh, Do you see liberal values and liberal bias? To some observers, he writes, in the second paragraph of his book, the overriding characteristic of American journalism is liberal bias. But that is inaccurate because it suggests either a deliberate effort to slant the news or a complete obliviousness to the political implications of news coverage. What truly defines contemporary American journalism is a set of values that determine new judgments. Make that news judgments. American journalism is a set of values that determine news judgments. Some are political values, mistrust of the wealthy and powerful, sympathy for the dispossessed, belief in the government's responsibility to address social ills, nothing about individual liberty or the Constitution, nothing. Others are journalistic values, the beliefs that journalists must analyze the news, must serve their readers, must try to be even-handed. These values are not designed to serve in any ideological agenda, but they help create a news product more satisfying to the center-left than to those who are of right of center. (coughs) Mr. Pressman doesn't realize he just gave up the baby right there. He gave it up. Now, he thinks he's clever by splitting hairs, but he's not clever. You just heard Andrea Mitchell. You heard fake tapper. You heard uh, Jim Acosta. And this is how they all talk. Pretty much. You cannot tell Jake Tapper from a Democrat. You cannot tell Andrea Mitchell from a Democrat. You cannot tell Wolf Blitzer from a Democrat. Can you? That's the news, folks. Now you might say, well, Mark, what about your Sunday show? I'm not a news person. I don't even pretend to be a news person. I'm too smart to be a news person. Hello, I'm too smart to be a news person. That's a fake business, in my humble opinion. You have a lot more integrity and honesty when you say, I'm a commentator, I give you my opinion based on news, based on what I glean, based on my research and history, but I'm a commentator. Or you can say you're a scholar, but I'm not a news person, and neither are they, but they pretend to be. They pretend to be. I'll give you another example of today's uh, news conference. We've talked about these FBI statistics where the Anti Defamation League, which has now been taken over by a former Obama special assistant, so it's now gone hard left. That a reporter from PBS, uh, what what is it? Let's see, NBC News, Kristen Welker, intentionally. Regurgitates what they say about an increase in hate crimes against Jews since 2016. I read you those numbers. The increase in hate crimes was in the early parts, the first five years of the Obama administration. Much, much higher than in 2016. The Anti-Defamation uh, League played with the numbers by limiting what it looked at, as has NBC News. And by the way, why do they cite the Anti-Defamation League? Why don't they cite The Zionist Organization of America, which is much more conservative, much more pro-American, in addition to being pro-Israel. A wonderful organization. As at their wonderful event on Sunday, as were others. But they'll never cite the ZOA, right wingers, but the ADL, oh yes, yes. So the NBC reporter cites these phony, uh, the, the phony spin on these numbers. Cut seven. Go.
4: We've been talking a lot about division and the division that exists in this country right now. And some of the statistics are disturbing, I think, to just about everyone. Uh, Anti-Semitic incidents have increased by 57 percent since
1: 2016. Hate crimes are on the rise. Why do you think that is? And what will you do about it? Oh, it's because of me. I confess it must be the president. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So she lied about those statistics the way the ADL lied about those statistics. And Barack Obama was never asked that question, despite the fact that he treated the Prime Minister of Israel like a rat, despite the fact that he uh, went through with that Iran deal and he surveilled the Prime Minister of Israel and Jewish groups, despite the fact that he uh, was, uh, well, he wasn't very critical of the Muslim Brotherhood, was he? in Egypt and other places. No, he wasn't. Despite his history. No. His tone was perfect. Oh, he had great tone and uh, it was just perfect. How come she didn't look at the statistics under the Obama administration? Why? Because she's a Democrat. That's why. Why? Because she's a liberal. You know. They're espousing liberal values but not liberal bias. I know this is the case because Matthew Pressman just wrote a book and told us that. Liberal values but not liberal bias, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Go ahead.
5: I hate to see it and as you know, I've done more. In fact, if you were with us the last time we met, Prime Minister Netanyahu said that this president has done more for Israel than any other president. Those words, those exact words. Uh, Jerusalem protection, working together so many different things
1: and I might remind the intrepid reporter as far as I know he's the first president of the United States to have a Jewish daughter and three Jewish grandchildren as well as his Jewish uh, son-in-law wow not that amazing I don't think Obama had any Jewish uh, kids or grandkids or anything of the sort but Obama, you know, he's special. And I might add, Ob- everywhere Obama went, where the elections were key, they lost. This is why I said, when the Obama's out there, I said, push him out there. The Republicans ought to hire him. The RNC ought to hire him. Send him everywhere, because he's a big-time loser. They lost a 1,000 state House and Senate seats under this guy. 31 governorships the Republicans had under this guy, a significant majority of the state legislatures, as well as 63 House seats they won and six senates. Oh, historic, historic. Do you think your tone, Mr. Obama, your treatment of the Jewish prime minister, your treatment of the Jewish state? Your vote, your are directing of the vote of, uh, of Mr. Kerry in the last weeks of your administration, do you think that that contribute to, uh, to Jewish hatred in this country and around the world? Do you think, do you think that contribute to hate crime? Why wasn't he ever asked that question? Because liberal Democrats dressed up as reporters would never ask that question. That's why. And they're not going to. They would never do so. Now, there's a whole bunch of this going on. We have, I don't know how to pronounce this, so it's not intentional. Yamichi Alcindor, a PBS News reporter. And she asked this brilliant question. Cut five, go.
8: Yamichi Alcindor with PBS NewsHour. Um, on the campaign trail, you called yourself a nationalist. Some people saw that as emboldening white nationalists. Now people are Now, also let's stop who-
1: there. So, in other words, you see, Mr. President. People are inferring that you're a white nationalist. So this has been going on, what, now, for a week or ten days? Now, we all know what he meant by nationalist. I don't like the word, not because I think it means white supremacy, but because I think it confuses Americanism with nationalism. But, yeah, I'm not going to – that's not my point. He's a white nationalist. Why would you ask such a stupid question unless what you're really trying to do is promote your ideology and tear this guy down? Now you did it all before the election, it didn't work, and now you're still doing it. This isn't a real question. And the president had enough, he was furious because he knew. You're inferring that I'm a white nationalist and I'm sick of it. Go ahead. Such a racist. There are
8: some people that say that now the Republican Party is seen as supporting white nationalism because of
1: your rhetoric. The Republican Party. Who? Oh, there's some people who say what? Some homeless guy on the street. No, 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 no. There's I I asked Jake Tapper and I I asked Don Lemon. and And some people think that when you use that, you're you're promoting white nationalism for the Republican Party. That is the biggest dumbass question. And he's fed up with it. The party of Lincoln? They're the party of slavery, the Democrats. They're the party of segregation. They're the party of Jim Crow and Robert Byrd and all the rest of that crap. That's on them. It's not on us. Go ahead i don't
5: believe i just well i don't know why do i have my
1: highest poll numbers ever with
5: african americans why do i have among the highest poll numbers Good. with african americans true i mean why do i have my highest poll numbers that's such a racist question it is honestly i mean i know you have it written down now i'll you tell you legit- what
1: i like about it. he turned it back on her and cnn went nuts even though it's a pbs report you know they're all in this together we report as it's us against him we in the Democrat Party, it's us against him. We, the Democrat Party, Hollywood, it's us against him. Yes. How dare you suggest that the question's racist when she's accusing you of being a racist? Go
5: ahead. Let me tell you, it's a racist question. And Mr. Well, President, I love ask- You know what the word is? I love our country. I do. You, call, you have nationalists, you have globalists. I also love the world. And I don't mind helping the world, but we have to straighten out our country first. We have a lot of problems. And if Excuse me. But to say that, what you said, is so insulting to me. It's a very terrible thing that you said.
1: It is a terrible thing that she said, and they keep saying it and saying it. Saying it. So if you listen to them, he's Hitler. He's a racist. He's an anti-Semite. This is sick. And tonight, some of them are comparing him to Nixon on the Saturday Night Massacre. I guess that's an improvement. I mean, last week they were, you know, comparing him to Hitler.
9: Mark lovin'.
1: Don't forget I'll be on Hannity at 9... I think it's 9.20. 9.20 p.m. Eastern, 6.20 p.m. Pacific, and all over the place. We have a great Levin TV for you tonight, a review of what took place in yesterday's election. I want to congratulate a few people, our friend Ron DeSantis, the new governor of Florida, our friend Chip Roy, new congressman, many other wonderful folks out there. But I want to tell you, there were a few people who we offered to come on the program and either totally ignored us or just blew it off. Martha McSally of Arizona. We had offered her to come on the program 10 days before the election. The day before the election, her people said, okay, we'll come on, because she was in trouble, they thought. But she can only come in the first hour. Well, of course, we couldn't do that. The president was calling in the first hour. So, that's Martha McSally. Senator Heller of Nevada, we offered... To have him come on the program, his office, excuse me, his campaign never got back to us. I think Mr. Producer asked two or three times. Not that I want these people or care for them. I just wanted to help us win because of what we're up against. Brian Mast, who represents my district in Florida. We offered for him to come on. He won. And he's actually a very nice guy. But his people said, we're trying to appeal to moderates. So, uh. Well, will come on after the election, which, of course, he won't, because I won't have him. Uh, but he won, so that's a good thing, right? Anybody else? Oh, Adam Laxalt, somebody who I, I like a lot. I've never met him. He's conservative. Uh, I was good friends with his grandfather. I consider a mentor. Uh, there was a scheduling screw-up. They apologized, and Mr. Producer went back. It was, what, last week, Mr. Producer? We'll send them. We'll come on now. And they, they never got back. And unfortunately, he lost. Unfortunately, Heller lost. McSally's in a fight, and so forth. McSally had a lot of mending to do with conservatives. He, she was very vicious in the primary, attacking her two conservative opponents. And that's why she may win, but she'll squeak it out because she's a rhino. But we supported even rhinos in this campaign, given what was at stake, didn't we? And yet we heard about Dave Bratt. Our buddy Dave Bratt lost by, what, a 1,000 votes, 800 votes, something like that. And word got back that Eric Cantor's friends, the establishment types in that district, actively was working against Dave Bratt. You see, unlike us, when we see there's a battle where we need to be as supportive of the party, with the purposes of holding the line against what the House is about to do, the establishment doesn't think like we do. They have very little substance and very little morals. They don't think like we do. And so they figure, okay, what the hell, we'll come back with one of our rhinos, we want to take out Brett. And they along with the left, did exactly that. I hope rat runs again, because I'll back him again. Uh, anyway, uh, there's a, a very, very important piece at the Federalist website by our friend Molly Hemingway, and uh, I'm going to start it after the bottom of the hour. Very, very important piece. And it's entitled, Incoming Democrat Chairman. This is this, this clown, Gerald Nadler. Democrats will go all in on Russia, impeach Kavanaugh for perjury, and so forth. And it starts this way. Judiciary Committee Ranking Member Representative Gerald Nadler revealed plans for House Democrats to investigate and impeach Justice Brett Kavanaugh for alleged perjury and investigating and impeach President Donald Trump for alleged treasonous collusion with Russia. Now, these are communist tactics. These are Stalinist tactics, and Nadler would know because he's a hardcore Marxist as far as I'm concerned. We will further expose what they're up to in a few minutes. I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? Right? how much we should be eating, and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, dot com, offer code LEVIN.
0: left is right versus wrong. Call market eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
1: You know, sleep can be a struggle. You might toss and turn or wake up overheated. Well, the folks at Casper looked at what keeps us awake and dreamed up the luxurious new Casper Wave mattress. And the Wave is different from other premium mattresses. Its advanced ergonomic system actively aligns your body, giving you support where you need it and relief where you want it. The Wave has five layers of premium foam. A velvety soft top layer and pressure-relieving memory foam provide luxurious comfort and alignment for all body types. The ultra-breathable foams, along with the humidity, fighting wool-infused cover, regulate your temperature so you stay cool and stay asleep. Sleep is the ultimate luxury. You shouldn't sell yourself short. Try the new Casper Wave in your own home for 100 nights risk-free. Casper will even do the heavy lifting with free white glove delivery and setup included. Go to Casper.com slash wave right now and use code Mark to save $50 on select mattresses. That's Casper.com slash wave code Mark. Terms and conditions apply. You know, when you look at this press conference today, no teacher would tolerate that in a classroom. No professor would tolerate that in a classroom. No parent would tolerate that at a dinner table. I mean, people can be inquisitive. They can even ask tough questions. But when you're really out of control, when you're really spewing hate, when you're really trying to accuse the president of the most awful things, and then you put a question mark behind your uh, behind your statement, uh, that is simply unacceptable. You're not a free press then. You're a, a uh, Democrat media mob. And that's what these people have become. Now, let me go back to this Molly Hemingway piece, which I think is very, very important. Judiciary Committee Ranking Member Representative Gerald Nadler revealed plans for House Democrats to investigate and impeach Justice Brett Kavanaugh for the alleged perjury and investigate and impeach Donald Trump for alleged treasonous collusion with Russia. In post-election chats with various callers while riding the Acela train from New York to Washington... See, somebody overheard him. Nadler gave advice to a newly elected representative and discussed potential 2020 Democratic presidential nominees with another. He also lamented identity politics and the thriving economy and worried about Democrats losing working-class voters while gaining elite former Republicans and suburban women. You go get them, suburban women. So many of you voted for the left. Perfect. But don't worry. Abortion on demand. Nadler was headed to D.C. for a two-day planning session with his staff and Judiciary Committee staff. And uh, we've got to figure out what we're doing, he explained in a phone call with a friend. Nadler requested that the friend's name be concealed on the grounds he is a private citizen. The two discussed two routes for investigating new Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. The first is to go after the FBI for how they handled the investigation into unsubstantiated claims he sexually assaulted women. They didn't even do a half-assed job, he said. They didn't interview 30 witnesses who said, interview me. I've got a lot to say, he said, while mimicking people waving their hands to be called on. Now, let me stop here. Do you see the way the media treat the president at these press conferences? I will talk about this more, but I want to strongly suggest that staff in this White House, people in this administration and others, if you're called up to testify... And you go up and testify, you abuse those members of Congress, you talk over those members of Congress, you can disrupt those hearings without, you know, anything physical by interrupting them, by making allegations about you come up there prepared. Jerry Nadler has a very bad record. You come up with his record, as do most of the uh, does the uh, mod squad there in the uh, on these committees. You be prepared to go to war, politically, of course, and do to them what they do to our president. You don't have to sit there and take their crap. That's why they never call me in front of these committees. First of all, there's no reason to. But if they did, if they did, I would take charge. I don't care how many times they bang that G.D. gavel. Take charge of it. Let's go on, shall we? His other plan is to go after Kavanaugh because, quote, there's a real indication that Kavanaugh committed perjury. He claimed that the Atlantic published an article about the allegations of a third woman. Then he claimed that when Kavanaugh was asked at a committee hearing under oath, when he first heard of the subject, he said, when I heard about uh, when I read about it in the Atlantic article. But there's an email chain apparently dating from well before that from uh, from him about how can we deal with this? Nadler told the caller, Mr. producer. Would you invite Gerald Nadler onto the program, please? Any time, any day. Let's see if we can get the little coward on the program. Hey, Jerry. Jerry, I want to talk to you, big guy. Nadler was apparently discussing a slightly different claim since debunked which is that Kavanaugh perjured himself when he denied hearing the New Yorker's disputed allegation involving Deborah Ramirez until the story came out, considering that the New Yorker included a denial from Kavanaugh in its own controversial story and was asking him about it right before publication, and he acknowledged all that in his Senate testimony. It's unclear how fruitful such a perjury claim would be. It doesn't matter, Molly. This is a, uh, a Stalinist show trial. Remember, Liberal values, not liberal bias. When the caller objected to the plan, Nadler pushed back. That's not technical. That's real. He conceded that maybe it was not a great plan, since even if Kavanaugh could be removed, it might not result in the political results desired. So, no more talk about an independent Supreme Court. No more talk about respect for the Supreme Court. You see, this is what the Marxist-Stalinist left is all about. The worst case scenario or best case, depending on your point of view, said Nadler, you prove he committed perjury about a terrible subject and the judicial conference recommends you impeach him. So the president appoints someone just as bad. When the caller suggested going after Kavanaugh quietly, Nadler explained, you can't do it quietly because word will get out that the FBI or the committee is reaching out to witnesses. Then the caller said, can you imagine this guy head of the House Judiciary Committee? Because that's what he's going to be. And Jake Tapper's thrilled. And now we're going to have checks and balances, you know. Oh, yes. Fake Tapper. Now we're going to have checks and balances. No, now we're going to have show trials. And the media love it. The caller then suggested an impeachment might still be worthwhile because the president-elect in 2020 could nominate someone else. Nadler said the problem was that any investigation wouldn't take long enough to last until the presidential election. Quote, there are a finite amount of witnesses. I don't see why it should take long at all, he said. We're not talking about a 30-year scheme of getting money from Russians via hidden sources. That takes time. So, in other words, what he's saying is, let's impeach fast. Now, that was an apparent reference to Democrat beliefs in a dramatic and unsubstantiated theory that Trump conspired with Russia to steal the 2016 presidential election. He promised it would also be an avenue that Democrats would pursue vigorously at the launch of the new Congress. Nadler said Russia investigations would be under a broad umbrella of holding Trump accountable, since it's a more palatable argument than impeachment. It's an argument that fake Tapper made last night. That they would be going all in, and much of what they get to would be depending on what special counsel Robert Mueller finds. That's why the acting attorney general, the new one, must recuse himself because we need Mueller to give us anything, throw us a bone, anything, so we can use it as the subject of impeachment. See, this is the scheme, this is the scam, this is the effort, this is the coup. Still, he said the Judiciary Committee would only be in a supportive role to Representative Adam Schiff and the Intelligence Committee, which has a way ahead start on that. Still, he said Judiciary will have a role in the Russia investigations. Nadler and his callers discussed 2020 presidential prospects, noting that Joe Biden would be hurt by the efforts to go after Kavanaugh since it would bring his role in the Clarence Thomas hearings back to prominence. The only relevance of Clarence Thomas hearings, he said, is we'll come back to hit Joe Biden over the head if he runs for president. Nadler said uproarious laughter from the caller could be heard on the other end of the phone. Other candidates were dismissed for being too conservative or too conservative on economic issues for the party or not charismatic. In another call, well, Nadler was very busy. In another call, Nadler said Republicans did better than expected on election night because of the booming economy. He suggested messaging that the economy is only helping wealthy people and not other classes. Do you see how evil and diabolical this guy is? And he's not alone. And the media love him. Right, fake tapper? and worried that changes to the economic boom would be blamed on Democrats. He also complained that the new voters being recruited to join Democrats were Rockefeller Republicans, who are liberal on social issues, and that the new group makes Democrats more vulnerable to the charge they're no longer the party of the working person. Now let me stop you there, because this is a very interesting point And I thought about it last night. The Democrats in the Senate as a whole are now more left wing than they were before because they lost Donnelly in high camp and McCaskill, among others, and uh, the idiot from Florida, Nelson. Now, don't get me wrong. They're all liberals at heart and they all vote liberal, but they're not as crazy ass out of the closet liberal as Schumers and uh, the Schumers and the Durbins and so forth. Meanwhile, in the House, because they picked off so many Republican districts, in fact, most of the districts they got were Republican districts. The body politic of the Democrat Party over there, that is the, the aggregate Democrat, uh, of, uh, uh, Democrat Party in the House, is actually less left-wing. It's not moderate, it's just less left-wing. The problem is, all the leadership is crazy nuts it 's crazy nutty, so you have those two dynamics going on. The Republicans were smart they 'd figure out how to how to expose it because I believe that the Republicans do figure that out then uh this so called House majority will of the Democrats will not last very long. Nadler told one newly elected Democrat to start thinking about committee assignments following the train ride. Nadler weighed in on Twitter about the news that Attorney General Jeff Sessions had resigned using the language of accountability. Americans must have answers immediately as to the reasoning behind the real Donald Trump removing Jeff Sessions from the Justice Department. Why is the president making this change? And who has authority over Special Counsel Mueller's investigation? We will be holding people accountable! Now, in March 2017, of course, neither called for Sessions to resign. Doesn't matter. The ends justify the means. Didn't some Marxists say that, Mr. Nadler? Please come on my program. I have some questions to ask you, and inquiring minds want to know. I'll be right back. Mark
9: Lubin.
1: If you ask any AMAC member what they like most about belonging to the conservative alternative of the AARP, one answer that always comes up is how much they love reading AMAC's quarterly magazine, The AMAC Advantage. It's a first-class publication covering a variety of hard-hitting stories from notable authors, and AMAC members love it. Well, my friends, AMAC membership just keeps getting better. AMAC is pleased to announce that instead of publishing just four issues each year— They're now sending AMAC Advantage to all million and a half AMAC members six times a year. That's six issues of AMAC's celebrated magazine delivered to your home every year, and it's all part of an AMAC membership. Now, if you haven't joined AMAC yet, you're missing out. Join today at amac.us. The benefits and the discounts are truly great, and they promote the conservative agenda in the halls of Congress. Get your copy of the latest edition, of the AMAC Advantage Magazine, asking with all the other discounts, along with all the other discounts and benefits that come with an AMAC membership by joining right now. And they have great, great discounts and benefits. Check them out. The website is amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. AMAC, better for you and better for America. Once again, please don't forget, I will be on Hannity tonight at 9.20 p.m. Eastern, 6.20 p.m. Pacific, and all other times. Now, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I've mentioned to you a few times, but not enough, that there's a wonderful new book out that is supportive of law enforcement and law and order that is trying to bring back these these wonderful institutions uh, to younger people who have Watched as politician after politician has trashed the cops, has tra- trashed our laws and order. And it is an effort to reinstill uh, younger people about these view- the, the values that we hold. I mean, what would we do without police officers? What would they have done in that synagogue? What would we have done with, the, uh, with that would-be uh, massive uh, pipe bomb nut job? The media are constantly trashing law enforcement. Constantly. So I want to introduce you to a beautifully illustrated and written book for little kids, the age four to eight, four to nine. And I'm talking to you, the parents and the grandparents or friends or relatives. This is a book that was written and illustrated by my father. uh, His last book And it is absolutely beautiful. It's his kind of illustrations that he's had in other books, the Proverbs book and so forth. And it's not propaganda. It's not real heavy. It is just a lovely, beautiful book that tells a lovely, beautiful story and encourages younger people to be respectful, to be respectful. It's an old school type of book. And it's called Our Police. Now, I I was shocked to learn the other day, as I told you, that Barnes & Noble had ordered 500 copies for their stores, which was ridiculous. I am pleased to inform you that Barnes & Noble has now ordered 2,000 copies. So the book should be in every single Barnes & Noble. And if it's not, you need to go up to the manager and ask them why, because that's what they told us. Books a Million, which is a much smaller chain, has ordered 1,200 copies. So we want to thank them. Amazon.com has ordered 20,000 copies. And as a result, they are deeply discounting them by 30%. So a book that is $19 retail, eighteen ninety nine for you now is $13.37. It's now November 7th. Before you know it, Thanksgiving will be here. Before you know it, Hanukkah will be here. Before you know it, Christmas will be here. The holidays are coming, and I love the holidays, don't you? Now's the time to get a copy before the price goes up. This is typically what happens over the holidays. I hope it doesn't, but it often does. In addition, even if it's not for the holidays, it's well worth it. $13.37, you can have it delivered to your door tomorrow or the next day, or if you happen to be in one of these bookstores. It's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book to read to your children at bedtime, or if you just want to have fun with them, and if you want to explain things to them. As you know, my dad was the author of many wonderful books for young people Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address was his first, The Crossing with George Washington was his second Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address was his third and so forth his book on Proverbs is a beautiful beautiful book and his book on Spot which was actually the original Spot book so Our Police terrific book I hope you'll go onto Amazon.com right now and secure a copy at their beautifully discounted price it's up there on my social sites Mark Levin Show Facebook Mark Levin Show Twitter I will be right back Well, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Acosta of CNN just tweeted, I've just been denied entrance to the White House. Secret Service just informed me I cannot enter the White House grounds for my 8 p.m. hit. Sarah Huckabee Sanders tweeted the following. President Trump believes in a free press and expects and welcomes tough questions of him and his administration. We will, however, never tolerate a reporter placing his hands on a young woman just trying to do her job as a White House intern. This conduct is absolutely unacceptable. It is also completely disrespectful to the reporter's colleagues not to allow them an opportunity to ask a question. President Trump has given the press more access than any president in history. Contrary to CNN's assertions, there is no greater demonstration of the president's support for a free press than the event he held today. Only they would attack the president for not supporting a free press in the midst of him taking 68 questions from 35 different reporters over the course of 1.5 hours, including several from the reporter in question. The fact that CNN is proud of the way their employee behaved is not only disgusting, it's an example of their outrageous disregard for everyone, including young women who work in this administration. As a result of today's incident, incident, the White House is suspending the hard pass of the reporter involved until further notice. And I'll go even beyond this. You cannot have an individual who has a press pass, at a presidential press conference who has as his purpose to disrupt the presidential press conference. And that's what he's done. You cannot think of another reporter in any past presidency who's conducted himself this way. I heard Juan Williams refer to Sam Donaldson. Sam Donaldson didn't conduct himself this way. He would yell questions to the president, the question, uh, Reagan, and Reagan would, would smile and wave him off. But at a press conference, you ask a question, you ask two questions, and that's it. There has to be some level of civility. But Jim Acosta is not interested in that. Now, presidential press conferences did not always exist. They really started in the last century. Some presidents had many. Some have had few. But they don't have to have any. They're not required to have any. They can have interviews with the press. National press persons, regional press people, local press people. This is how Obama got around a lot of the national press, even though they slobbered all over him. So while freedom of the press is an absolute right, access to a presidential press conference is not. And you cannot have one individual, among many, disrupting the entire press conference and creating... And creating news rather than reporting news. Now, I know the press will circle the wagons because they're of one mindset, groupthink. As this fellow on press wrote, this liberal, Matthew Pressman, in his book, Liberal Values, yes, but that doesn't mean there's liberal bias. But he's wrong. And we see it every day. The media have gone from reporting to interpreting to advocating for the left, to advocating for the Democrats. Questions about impeachment, questions about subpoenas, questions about the president's tax returns, repeated references to him as a liar on CNN, as a racist during the course of the press conference with the nationalism question. He's called a gangster after the press conference. By media. What are they so angry about? I thought the Republicans and Trump just took a a licking last night because they didn't. So the media can't be part of the resistance. The media have to be the media. But they're not. This is why the vast majority of editorial pages and newspapers in this country endorse Democrats. The news pages are ideologically infected. Editors make decisions that seem to advance the cause of the Democrat Party and the left. And they're clearly hostile to conservatives and Republicans generally. We're not white nationalists, that is, Klansmen and, uh, and neo Nazis. We're not racist, yet we've been called all these things. All these things. And then look at the Sessions removal. He was effectively fired, he resigned. All of a sudden, it's called a constitutional crisis. The president removed a cabinet secretary. Why is that a constitutional crisis? Well, there's an investigation going on. There's always an investigation going on, particularly in the Republican administrations. So you can't fire the attorney general who's recused himself? So they have permanent jobs like a judge? When did that happen? That's simply unacceptable. So we have what is now a malignant media, as far as I'm concerned. A malignant media. They never treated Obama this way, despite the fact that he unleashed the FBI on the New York Times and AP and Fox News. They never, they never talked about a constitutional crisis when Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch were running interference with Obama. Never. So today, they're comparing Trump to Nixon. Last week they were comparing Trump to Hitler. So I guess we're, we're making some progress. And last night they were so gleeful about the investigations that, that will be launched by the House of Representatives. Gleeful. So the media is disrupting presidential press conferences. They're making allegations and putting question marks on the back of them as if they're serious questions. They're pushing the Democrats to go after the president to cripple his administration. Tell me, how does this help the republic in any way? How does this help the republic? To try and cripple a president, to try and get him removed from office, to try and see him indicted, even though he can't be. They've been rooting for Robert Mueller now for over a year, hoping, beyond hope, that he'll do something to harm this president. Most of the media are in the ends of the country, the Eastern Seaboard and the Western seaboard. Even more, most of the media is in Washington, D.C. and Manhattan, with some in L.A., and of course, um, the rest in uh, the rest of the country. They do not have a national perspective. This isn't where Trump supporters are. They're not in Manhattan and Jerry Nadler's district. They're not in L.A. and Adam Schiff's district. They're not in San Francisco and Nancy Pelosi's district. That's not where you are. Now, obviously, many of you listeners are, but you get my point. That's not where the strength of the president's support is. And now they're going to probably have an 11 or 12-seat majority in the House. And if, in fact, they do what Nadler says he wants to do, and they do what Adam Schiff says he wants to do, and they do what Maxine Waters says she wants to do, it'll be a short-lived Majority. In the meantime, the Chinese are on the move, the Russians are on the move, the Iranians are on the move. In the meantime, our borders are wide open. In the meantime, our military needs to get the support that it deserves and that we need it to get. And in the meantime, they will try and cripple the economy for political reasons in hopes of winning the 2020 presidential elections. And you know, <clears throat> when you conduct investigations like the Democrats plan to uh, conduct, you start calling people from the administration, formally from the administration in front of committees, they have to hire lawyers. Many of them go broke. Many of them go broke. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Control of House committees. The Democrats can demand to see President Trump's long-hidden tax returns. Don't we all have long-hidden tax returns? I mean, what is what are they talking about? Pro possible conflicts of interest from his business empire, and dig into any evidence of collusion between Russia and Trump's campaign team in the 2016 election. You know, there's a lot of ways to deal with this, Mr. President, and the President's lawyer. Let's say they come after your tax returns. Say, no, I'm not giving them. Or we're going to subpoena them. All right, I'll see you in court. You don't get to just see my tax returns because you, you want to see my tax returns. I'm the President of the United States. Oh, we want to see what's in them. We want to see if there's any collusion. No, I'm so sorry, you don't get to see them. I'll see in court. What about all the possible conflicts of interest with your business empire? We want all these records from Trump world. Really? Well, you're not getting them. That has nothing to do with my management of the government or anything else. Well, we think you violated the emoluments clause. Say all the dimwits, including a federal Clinton judge. Well, that's already being litigated, uh, so you don't need to know. We need to oversee these, you see. We need to see if, if your businesses were involved in nefarious activities or if you're, if you're benefiting yourself. Well, I'll see in court. And we want to we wanna look into whether there's collusion between the Russians and your campaign. Says Adam Schiff. We, we, we want to look into that. And we're going to see if the Republicans on any of these committees are worth anything, too. You remember how the Democrats disrupted these hearings? You remember how Elijah Cummings, as the ranking member on the House Oversight Committee, disrupted hearings? Well, the Republicans need to do the same thing. And if you're a witness... You need to be aggressive. You need to take these people on. You need to make speeches too. So the media has no choice but to report some of it. Particularly if it's on live TV. Much of it will be on C-SPAN. You need to make your point. About these kangaroo courts. About these Stalinist hearings. And let's see how the media treat Schiff. And Maxine Waters. And Elijah Cummings. And uh, Gerald Nadler, a very ideologically diverse group of Marxists, Maoists, Leninists, and Stalinists. Very ideologically diverse. Represent very broad areas of the country like Los Angeles, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Manhattan, and Baltimore. Oh, yes. Yes. All you suburban districts that went Republican, you voters who voted, excuse me, Democrat, you voters who voted for Democrat. Um, these committees will be run by people from very, very blue areas, one-party communities. Like I said, Manhattan, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Baltimore. Baltimore. And let's see how long you Democrats hold on to these seats that you took. You'll have about an 11 or 12 seat majority. Let's see how long you hold on to it. But they don't care. See, ladies and gentlemen, they're kamikazes. These are kamikaze Democrats. They don't care how much damage they do to the country. They don't care how much damage they do to the country. It's about power. Party first country second maybe third even Mr. producer do we have some excellent callers particularly any liberal that I may speak to no liberals they can't figure out our phone number we have a special liberal line you know 877-381-3811 we spend an awful lot of money for that extra liberal line go right ahead Mr. producer on the great WABC Ben in New York go how are you, Mr. 11 I'm uh, Ben from New
3: York. I'm 17 years old. I'm a conservative. Uh, personally, I think what went down in the White House today was ridiculous. I think it's been ridiculous what they're doing to Trump, how they treat him. And it's, they're not even going after his policies. They're going after him personally, which has nothing to do with it.
1: It's all fallacies, what they're doing. And you're 17, and that is very well put. They're trying to assassinate yes, his character. Yes, sir. All right, my I, uh... friend. Well, soon you'll be able to vote.
3: Well, I also think that after uh, losing the house last night, I'm offended. I need a puppy, a therapy dog, maybe a safe place in my high school. Well, I would uh, write
1: Mr. Nadler. uh, Maybe he can help you.
3: I think that's a good idea. Thank you very much, Mr. Levin. Have a good night.
1: It's Levin, but thank you, sir. We appreciate it. In Philadelphia, it's pronounced Levin. And that's where I grew up, Philadelphia. On the Mark Levin app... In Alabama, Gail, go right ahead, please.
9: Mark, what I saw today just as an average individual in America display what I consider to be the most incredible rudeness on the part of these, uh, some of these journalists, and to think that they've been given the privilege to be in attendance at the White House uh, press conference. And I'm wondering two things. What in the world... Are the world leaders thinking when they watch this, as they watched these particular journalists have essentially—and I don't I hate to say—a verbal assault, but it truly was a, an, a, a coordinated a, attack on a man that is respected worldwide, that has given us one of the greatest economies, that has respected all of our citizens. What must they think? And 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 what must the people of those countries think about us as Americans? That we that we are so tolerant to allow these people to do that. What example do these? So I mean, I know they're good journalists. They have standards too, Mark. But the ones I saw had none.
1: And, yeah, well, mobsters have standards too.
9: Well, they're technically trained. You know, they're good no, they're not.
1: Lawyers Many trained. of them are not technically trained. Many of them come out of the Obama and Clinton administrations, or they come off of uh, Capitol Hill. There's no technical training.
9: Well, we, we know as lawyers, Mark, and you know that you watch their questioning. They were clumsy. They were unskillful. They never intended to get across a That's question right. to get a real answer. You know, what would have happened, Mark, if, if you as a litigator behave like this, in in a, a lawsuit in front of a jury, I know what would happen. My judge would he would
1: be, be held in contempt,
9: held in contempt and sanctions, and in fact,
1: mm. in
9: some cases, jailed. You're right. That they would do, and the jury would be turned off because Americans are like a jury. They're a large jury. They do see it. Obama was not treated like this, and I wouldn't want Obama to be mistreated. But why are Don't they worry, mistreating he won't be this man.
1: Well, you're quite right, Counselor, and they're mistreating this man because they're liberal Democrats, that's what.
9: And may I also say thank you so much that your father has made this contribution. I represent law enforcement. It is my privilege and my honor to do that, and I am unaware of any book that's out there on the subject. And for that to be taken on as a project for young people, I thank you. I will make sure that that's communicated. um,
1: Well, thank you, and uh, it's all my dad. He did it. That's just the way he was. He's working on a book on the Declaration of Independence, about a halfway done that. Ladies and gentlemen, in about an hour from now I'll be on the Fox News Channel on Hannity TV, 9:20 p.m. Eastern, 6:20 p.m. Pacific and all other times in all other time zones. Imagine that. I'll be right back.
7: The champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now.
1: 877-381-3811. Let me tell you about my ID care. With Thanksgiving just days away, I bet you're thinking about travel and parties and napping with a belly of turkey and pie. I know I am. You know who else is looking forward to the holidays? Scammers and crooks. Every year, fraud increases around the holidays, every year. And uh, you may think you won't be touched by it, but many people are. And the thieves like to celebrate with your hard-earned money. Now, from fake charities to package delivery scams, tis the season for identity theft, and that's the problem. So don't let the holiday spirit distract you from staying safe. You'll need identity protection more than ever and so get it from the very very best that's my id care and it really is the very very best my id care has been taking care of fortune 500 companies for years and now they're offering identity protection to everyone so you can make your whole family covered with it from tri bureau credit monitoring to dark web scamming it's the kind of comprehensive protection you need Plans start for less than ten bucks a month, and only My ID Care comes with a money back guarantee. A money back guarantee, so I don't worry about identity theft anymore, and neither should you. Enjoy your holidays with peace of mind from My ID Care. My listeners, you you also get a fifteen percent discount at MyIDCare dot com slash mark promo code mark. Remember, that's MyIDCare dot com slash mark, promo code mark. Learn more, and let MyIDCare take care of you. That's MyIDCare.com, slash mark, enter promo code mark, MyID Ah, you already know. It's a great, great service. I think you'll like it. It really will protect you. All right, Mr. Producer, I'm getting in. Let's see. I, re, I redid the uh, call screen. I'm hoping we get it. There it is. Look at all those callers waiting. David, Queens, New York. The great WABC. Go. Hi, you,
3: Mark, long time listener. I'm only in college. You've, you've influenced me a lot. Um, I just God want to bless you, out, man. I just wanted to point out that you know, had this uh, rep- this journalist been on our side, and the girl would have been working for Obama, and this happened, oh boy, the media would have blown up. You're right. Can you imagine? Can you You're imagine?
1: absolutely right.
3: And all Twitter's talking about is, is Trump, Trump, Trump. And it just, it just angers me. I'm only in college, and everybody in my class, even, I'm not even taking political science courses or nothing to do with any, any of that, and everyone's talking mm. about how bad Trump is. I mean, I'm in New York, so it's, it's typical, but it's, 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 it's bad, and, you know, we got we to gotta do something. You know, I don't even know what to do. It angers me.
1: Well, I don't blame you. It yeah. angers me, too. But you're, right on, you're on the right track, my brother. You take care of yourself. Howard, Kansas City, Missouri, the great KCMO. Go. Mark, you're the great
10: one, yes, and we appreciate all you do for us as a nation. You. Uh, you know, I think that what the Republicans need to do is to follow what you've been teaching all the, during this time the difference between free markets, capitalism, liberty, freedom, and the socialism, communism, and collectivism that they want to impose on our nation. I think, going forward, that has to be something that they really point out so that the nation can see the differences between the between the two directions the country has to make a choice on.
1: hmm Well, I don't think Mitch McConnell's up to that, do you?
10: No, unfortunately. I, I hope the president or someone around him will, will... I remember about a year or so ago, he made a speech on socialism and how it was destroying nations, and, and of course, they mocked him, but I think that needs to be something that they that he does to make that contrast because, uh, like you pointed out, uh, this blue wave was was really uh, uh, stymied because of the effort of the president to get uh, uh, our side out, and I think because the numbers show that it was a record turnout, but it could have been a lot worse, and I think that. Uh, Uh, It can be a lot better if people are educated and don't don't go out and vote for people who really will empower those who
6: will destroy our nation.
1: Well, very, very well put, my friend. Let's go to John. Minneapolis, Minnesota, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir?
6: I'm well, thank you. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you.
6: Um, The thing I think that the Republicans need to do is instead of any time that they do something, they always have to point back to say, well, the liberals or the Democrats did this before. Instead of saying we're doing this because it's the right thing to do, and, and not, instead of using that crutch, well, the, the Democrats did this years ago. This is why we can do this today.
1: Mm-hmm. Give us an example.
6: You know, I was trying to think of that um, while I was waiting on hold, and mm-hmm. I'm, it, um, I'm thinking like when you know we went to the what they used say the the nuclear option as far as appointing judges and that. We had to wait until the Democrats used that option before the re- Republicans would go ahead and do that. But there's mm-hmm. you know, so many things in the past that we always have to. And the, the radio hosts always say, you know, are pointing out the points in the past where the Democrats did that. That for that's the reason why we're able to do this today. Instead of saying we're doing this today because this is the right thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, my friend. Appreciate your call. Marty, Gainesville, Florida, the great WSKY. Go.
7: Yeah, hang on, Mark. Hang on, buddy. Let me get to you. Hang on.
1: All right. I'm hanging, baby.
7: All right, brother. Here's what I wanted to say. Yes, sir. These Democrats have been absolutely telegraphing their plays. They tried Avenatti, full tilt on Trump, defeated it. They tried the caravans rolling in, defeated it. They tried every sort of chicanery to get this man to fold, and guess what? He's not going to fold, and he is a genius. He has already figured these folks out. And if you think for one second he doesn't already have some contingency plans in place for the results of these elections, think again, Democrats. He's on top of your game, and he's ahead of you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Well, it looks like it, doesn't it, just from the uh, last it- night's results.
7: Indeed. He is out there, 44 cities, stumping, getting senatorial candidates in. Maxine Waters, Pelosi, they can all try the chicanery if they'd like. This man has a plan. And day one, Sessions is out. And guess what? Mueller's probe is on the table. The art of the deal is in full flight. Thanks for taking my call, Mark.
1: All right, buddy. You take care. Moving quickly, aren't we? Rebecca! Colorado Springs, Colorado, Sirius Satellite, go.
4: Hi, Mark. I was listening to your show and I, I just actually left my VA appointment, so I didn't catch the first part of it. Um, it was I'm an brilliant. veteran and uh, I was a Democrat for a long time and mm-hmm. I left this year. I pretty much ran this year because I was a criminal justice major in college and I had to kind of set that on the back burner because some of my injuries. That happened when I was overseas, but I've been overseas. I've seen some of the things that are that happen over there, and then you come back over here, and it's like two totally different worlds. To how the left talks about how, oh sure, just let anybody through the borders, and I, I know from talking to my friends at Border Patrol, who are trying to get me to work for them, just how they'll fly into Mexico and then they'll come up that way and come into this country. Like they, like the left wants another nine eleven, like. I, I don't get these veterans that are like, "Oh, sure, this is wrong." You know, guns are bad. And I'm like, you—you you were an officer. You didn't even carry the firearm that you're talking about. Like the uh, one female veteran who's a pilot who just got voted in on the Democratic Party. And I just—I have no respect for veterans like that because I—I I knew this. I was in the army five years. I know what I carried. I know what everybody else carried. Mm-hmm. And then you get down to wording. And you hear the left talking about, oh, well, we can say this and have no repercussions or the, the exact wording doesn't matter. Or, oh, I got raped by him even though I've never physically been in the same room. I just felt violated by him. But if you were to take the same language that they're using in the media and swaying tons of people, some of my family included, that are like, oh, yeah, this is true. And then I sit down and I talk with them and I'm like, you know what really is true. How does this really mean? I begin to break it down for them. They're just astounded, but yet they still buy into what the media is pushing out there. But if that were to go to a court of law, it wouldn't hold water. And yet everybody on the the right, the conservatives, we're the ones that are quiet. We don't physically go attack people in in general. If somebody switched over, then I don't say they're not a true conservative. But I've always been more on the conservative side, and I believe that right, it is important.
1: Well, I appreciate your call and your service very much. Lucas, Brazil. How are you, Lucas?
11: Hey, hello, hello, Mark. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you. your call screener. He speaks uh, very nice Portuguese, so I'm very glad. <laughs>
1: oh, that's and, good. Uh, I didn't yeah, even know and, that. Uh, I thought he spoke English uh, and gibberish.
11: No, he speaks oh. Portuguese right. Very good Portuguese And actually a lot of uh, people from the left There in the United States They think that Brazil also speaks Spanish Because they think we are all the same But we are not So, But uh, Mark, I'm just yes. calling you Because last week we won an election here For the first time in my life I have almost 30 years We won't have a leftist Government here in Brazil I almost am getting emotional uh, Now mm-hmm. about that and uh I, I actually I, I want to uh, uh thank you because uh because of the internet that are setting us free we are have access to to shows like yours I listen to you and uh we in a group of studies that we have here for 10 years and we, you are really providing a very important content for us here and uh yeah, so you, you are helping people from all around the world to to, uh, the concepts of freedom, tradition, and uh, everything. So uh, I want to thank you very much for that.
1: Well, you're very kind. And, uh, yeah, you have a new president. Of course, they're trashing him right away, too, aren't they?
11: Yeah, like they did with Trump. Uh, He's a
1: supremacist. He's a right-winger. He's unstable. I'm already reading these things. I don't know anything about him, but that's what I'm reading.
11: Yeah, all the things... uh, uh, but, uh, you know, he, he's a president uh, They are calling uh, him Donald Trump from South America And he's just mm-hmm. like that, you know He has now a very uh, liberal When we say liberal Because uh, the left actually stole the the, the, the concept of liberalism uh, To us here, liberal It's a guy who will stand for free market and everything Well, that, that's and, what uh, classical
1: liberalism means The left always steals the word Like progressive Like progress. They steal that even though they're the opposite. They're regressive. They steal the word liberal, even though there's nothing liberal about them. In many respects, they're tyrannical.
11: In your flag, we have uh, writing that, uh, eroding that, uh, order and progress. And now I think that we have that. And Mark, I want to tell you that uh, the publisher here, who I work part-time I, I am very, I'm, I'm happy. We will contact you, your publisher and I will translate your latest book here to Portuguese. And, yeah. uh,
1: your well, listen, I, I, I got to go. Don't get mad at me, Lucas. I have a hard break. I appreciate it very, very much. I don't know who's contacting whom, but I appreciate it. Honestly, I don't know. We'll be right back.
9: Much Lovin'.
1: it's the saggy jawline ladies and gentlemen it's this jawline and the double chin that give your age away but not anymore introducing the brand new Genesel chin and neck treatment with dual peptide and mdl technology chamonix's most advanced technology ever it not only tightens saggy jawlines, but it plumps the lipophilic layers of your skin to contour and define the jawline within minutes It's using peptides and metal lactones together for the first time. It works amazingly quickly, and the results, well, they get better every day. Nothing else works like the new Genesel chin and neck treatment to sculpt the chin and smooth out the annoying turkey neck. And here's the best news. It's yours free when you order Genesel for under um, the baggy eyes and so forth and the puffiness, and for results in 12 hours. Genocide's immediate effects is also free. So call 800-SKIN-604-800-SKIN-604 and go to, or go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. Imagine that double chin disappearing in about a week with Genesel's chin and neck treatment. Now stop imagining. Call or click right now. 800-SKIN-604-800-SKIN-604 or Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. All right. Let's go. Let's see. Tim, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. How are you, sir?
3: Mark, I'm doing fabulous, sir. I, it's a great show tonight, as usual. I agree with everything you say majority of the time. I spoke to you once before, and I get my news from you. I don't get it from cable. I don't get it from network. But I I, I, I told the call screener, and i got to tell you and our audience, because I say it's my audience because it's yours, but, you know, your dad's book was, I took delivery of it today, and when I was opening, you know, the box from Amazon, I ordered it from Amazon, Amazon Prime. That book is fabulous. When I first, before I even opened it, just the cover of it with the blue colors and the illustration Thank and you. everything about it, it's, it's very, and I, and I pretty much read it all already. Uh-huh. And it's pretty complete. It is pretty thorough. And for my nephew, that's six years old, I, I it will hold his attention big time. And I just want to tell you, and and I'm terribly so, sorry about your father. My father has stage four cancer right now. And he's on his way out. So I know where you are with it or where you were and how you feel now. But your dad was, that's a great gift. And I just want to tell you and I'll, you know, I'll tell him in my prayers tonight, thank
1: you. Well, listen. I'll let you you go, and I just want to... No, 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 I I want to tell you, you're a thoroughly decent and kind human being, and I hope he heard what you said. He was very proud of this book. Uh, He was very excited about the release, and uh, when he got the first finished copy of it in August, the publisher quickly, I want to thank them at Aladdin Books, quickly uh, made, made two or four copies of them, and I brought them to them, and he was very, very happy about it. So... He would be thrilled to hear what you said. Maybe he has heard what you said. So, thank you, Tim, and God bless you, my friend. Jimmy, Brooklyn, New York, the Great WABC. Go right ahead.
0: Hey, Mark, I want to just repeat the same thing that the last caller called no. in, and I, re- I I'm sorry that you lost your father. I lost my own father back in 1998, mm-hmm. and it's something that you uh, never get over. But what I'd like to say more to you is that I have learned more from you as an American about the Constitution of the United States and what we as Americans are entitled to. You've heard me say Schmucky Schumer, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, you're a great American. This country is a great country. And we will continue to be a great country under President Trump and under the tutelage of people like yourself, who inform people like me, who now the young children in school are not being taught those things. Like when I went to school, I was taught social studies. I was taught history. I was taught about the world uh, 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 of, of of America and and, and 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 the whole world, and we were told that this was a great country, and, and the world and, and the kids in school now are not being taught these things. But if they listen to you, or they read your books, they will understand that this country was based upon God, the rules of law and the Constitution that they created.
1: Well, thank you, my friend. Beautiful call. Beautiful calls all around. I really appreciate it. And I hope you'll check us out on Hannity on the Fox News channel in about 25 minutes, 20 after 9 on the East Coast and the other times all over the country. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighter and emergency personnel. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care.